Reading tonight from Ephesians chapter 2, we will look at verses 4 through 10. Ephesians 2, verse 10, or verse 4, we will begin. For God, who is rich in mercy, for his grace, for his great love, wherein with he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God's grace. It's possible your mind might not even know where to start if you try to think of God's grace. And if that's the case, it would not be non-understandable. The best way that man can describe grace, which I love the definition, it's the best we can do, and I think it's worded very well, is God's unmerited favor and divine influence. That's a mouthful right there, isn't it? Okay, you've got to pick that apart and think, wow. Where does your mind go with that one? God's unmerited favor and divine influence. If you try to break that down, yes, we have our hands full because we start right off with God's unmerited favor. Well, right there, we're short-circuited, aren't we? Unmerited. Okay, where do I go from there? That's already... We're on strange ground for us. Where do we go from there? It's something completely undeserved. We can't possibly buy it. We're used to purchasing, and if we don't have enough funds, well, how can I earn enough funds so I can purchase this item? Well, you can't purchase it, whatever the price is. You can't earn it. We can't do anything to... Deserve it. And as I read this, it did strike me in a little different way. Normal. I thought of God's children and realized that there's a circle of grace around every child of God. God's grace surrounds every child of God. We are changed. We are new. But then say, oh, I've been forgiven. God's grace follows you. We can't really explain it all. It is so powerful and so vast. So heavenly. So wonderful for man. But down here on this earth, the true, true child of God, God's grace encompasses you 24-7. Not us. Not for us to brag about, but God's grace is there surrounding us more than we would 
ever stop to think about and stop to realize. It's God's keeping power, saving grace, and His keeping power. How does God keep a Christian? His grace. His grace alone. We can't explain it more than that. God made all things. Everything, including us. He made us. He put us together. God understands us. God knows you and me better than we know ourselves. Far better than we know ourselves. And no one knows us better than we do. But God knows us far better than that. God made us. And when it comes to walking before the Lord, God monitors the heart. He knows the heart. Man can't see that. God knows us. He knows our heart. He knows our motives. He knows our intent. What we want to do. Even if we thought, well, that isn't really what I want to do quite. God knows all that. He knows our strengths. He knows our ignorance versus our knowledge. Or what we think we might know. doesn't mean we really know it, but we might think we do. But God has all that put together so incredibly. He has our our imperfections. He understands our imperfections. We're down here in this imperfect world. We're not glorified yet. By any means, we're a child of God. Thank God for His grace again. There's that vast grace. Thank God for His grace. It also, as we're in it, teaches us. Continues to teach us. Corrects us. Because he's, he's working all of these intricate things that we couldn't begin to comprehend. God has it all put together. You, each individual. Starting with our heart. What we're really all about. God has it all fine-tuned in a way that we can't even comprehend. But He does. He knows exactly where we are. He understands us completely. And yes, He knows even our he, that to where He'll, he'll send condemnation. He has it all worked out. It's by God's calculations, not man's. You're walking before God by God's calculations, not man looking upon you at their their calculations. Christ's birth coming to this earth was is our total pathway of grace. Thank God for Christmas Day. Our total pathway of, of, of grace sent by God the Father, His only Son. And we walk, we enjoy, we can experience when we come to salvation and go from there in God's grace. Saving grace. Keeping grace. What a marvelous thing. And uh, He checks His... It's, the child of children of God. The, the the story come to my mind of one time when the Lord was beginning to be on His way towards the cross, and so He purposely was set His face towards Jerusalem. And when He went through some towns, He didn't tarry like sometimes. And some caught that when they went through these areas, and they berailed Him for that. They might have had been Pharisee scribes, maybe wanted to set a trap. Oh, good, here He comes! But He just kept on going, so they criticized Him for that. And uh, James and John 
They're in the grace of God, but thank God for His grace. He's got it all put together for you and me. And they, they said, well, they're, they're not treating you right. Shall, shall we call down fire and consume them like Elias did? Well, aren't you thank, thank the Lord for grace? The Lord didn't just leave it. He said, rebuked him. He said, you know not what spirit you are of. What is the spirit? Grace. God's grace all the way through it. They must have been ashamed of themselves, realized, what are we doing? This, this is not about God consuming. This is about God saving. It's about God keeping. It's about God getting us, understanding us to the point, following us and helping us to the point of getting from here to eternal glory forever. It's grace. And so they, they learned a valuable lesson, didn't they? Thank God for His grace. He does that with you and me all the time. Aren't you thankful for it? Lord, keep me in Your grace. Start me in Your grace through repentance through salvation. Keep me in Your grace. And God will do that. He does that perfectly. It follows the Christian. Surrounds them all the time. What a glorious thing to be living in God's grace. Now, when man, some purposely, some said be deceitful, some with very good intent. When man tries to dissect the grace of God, we run into trouble. Because we try to sort it out and figure it out according to man's understanding. And even the best intent, it won't work. Grace is grace. And God alone. And so we'll might try to figure out, well, how can how can that wasn't quite perfect? And so that is that a sin? And so we try to figure that out, and finally, in desperation and just kind of frustration, say, "Well, it, it just must man just must continue to sin. I can't figure out sort it all out. So he must continue to sin, maybe after grace. That's not according to God's word. God keeps us by His grace, and so that confuses the grace of God. Romans six fifteen says this. This isn't new." Romans 6.15 says, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. So that other kind of thinking, we think, well, then grace must be a license to sin. No, 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 no. We're in God's grace. Thank God for His grace. Just keep saying, Lord, keep me in Your glorious grace. And He'll be faithful to do that. Whatever uh, encouragement we need, whenever teaching and instruction we need. We want to be in God's grace. We're in God's grace. He helps us all along. And Galatians 2.21 says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by law, then Christ is dead in vain. We just thank God for His grace. Sometimes when we pray, we're not sure what to pray or what to, what to say. Thank God for His grace. We can't do that enough. Lord, thank You for Your grace. Thank You that I'm in Your grace. Thank You for Your surround of grace around me, helping me, understanding me, teaching me, encouraging me, showing me. And I love the added on there, uh, divine influence. 
We are changed. We're born again. We're changed. New in Christ. But we are walking in something totally different. The world looks different. You're under God's divine influence. The world looks different. The things of the world look different. They look how they really are. What a glorious thing. How does that happen? God's grace. His grace to you. His grace to me. Paul says we are more than conquerors. That's not hardly defeating, is it? Think, well, I guess we just, it's just a, a shield for just more sin or what we can't help. No, Paul, uh, Paul says we are more than conquerors. Romans 8.37 says, Nay, in all these things, trials, tribulations, uncertainties, we are more than conquerors. Who, how? Through Him. Through Him that loved us. It's back to that unexplainable through Him, His grace. His grace that surrounds us and helps us in this unexplainable manner. What a loving God for you. He loves us that much. And He makes us more than conquerors. is through the, Him. Remember the Lord Himself said, You're the branches. I'm the vine. Abide in Me. How does all that work? Just abide in Me and I will do it. I'm the vine. He's the vine. So we just abide in the Lord. Abide in His grace and He will help us. Uh, on top of that, yes, we learn Second Peter 3.18 lets us know that we are to grow in grace. Grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. We're, we're told in, uh, uh, the, in Ephesians that we're to put on the armor of God. Well, it's not a big clunky armor like you can see, is it? In fact, that'd be pretty cumbersome, wouldn't it? Where, where's this weapon I need right now? It's far better than that. It's weaponry. It's far better than that. It includes salvation. It includes righteousness. It includes the Holy Spirit. It includes faith. It includes a genuine love for the truth. It includes peace. God's peace. Peace on earth. God's grace. What a wonderful thing. And abiding in prayer. That's grow in grace. That's all utilizing the grace of God. No, it's not a clunky armor. He, he, uh, we're told in, uh, the 12th chapter of Luke, uh, that we're, we're, uh, if we face difficult times, uncertain challenges, condemnations from the world, accusations from the world, we can't figure all that out. But we're told the Holy Ghost will teach you in that same hour what you need and what you'll say. That's the armor of God working. But it's so much more convenient than just, where's this tool or that weapon? It's there just like that. That's the armor of God. That's how efficient it is. How well the Lord knows right where we are, right what we need at that very moment, and that's what He'll give us. That's what He hands us. That's what's there. That's what we've done our best to, to equip ourselves with and have it available. Is uh, anything in the the uh, walking uh, the christian walk is nothing but grace 
alone. You know, uh, Paul, with all the miracles he saw, all the, the miracles he performed through God, through the grace of God, and he said, we read where he says, but I have a thorn. It's a real plague to me. We don't know what the thorn is. It really makes no difference. It doesn't matter what it is. You is your biggest thorn or biggest trial at the moment. God knows all about it. Bring it to the Lord. And some have all kinds of speculation what it might be. That, that's useless. My own, my own thinking, I first say, what do I know about him that he did have a trial with? I knew he had a trial with his speaking. I know that. I don't know if that was his thorn, but we're told that his letters were powerful. His speech contemptible for whatever reason. So that would have been a trial, but I don't know if that was his thorn. But whatever the thorn was, as he sought the Lord, and what's the Lord say? My grace. My grace is sufficient. I understand you. I know what I'm doing. I have a plan, and I'm using you to, to my purpose. Trust me, stay in the grace of God. And as you need, it'll rise to your grace. will be sufficient. will rise to the level you need. At the very moment you need it. It's always by grace. Remember Peter? When the Lord was going to trial? And the Lord said to all of his disciples that were there, he said, tonight you will all be offended. You're going to scatter. You're going to be confused. So many words. You're going to, you're not going to know what to do. You're going to forsake. But the, Peter said, not me. I will never do that. That was actually kind of a put down to his fellow believers too. Like they may all do what they do. Not me. I'll never deny you. Never. No. Well, remember, he felt so, he felt so strong in himself. You know, we can feel the grace of God. I don't know just what he was thinking much about the grace of God right here, but he was so adamant that I will not, I wouldn't. And here the Lord said, Peter. He didn't reprimand him. He knew what was going to happen. Don't you thank God for the grace of God? He could have just railed on him and told Peter and just really come down on him. He says, Peter, for the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. Thank God for his grace. And Peter, remember what we just read, verse 9, says, Not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh-oh, Peter. It's grace. It's grace. And so, uh, he stepped beyond his grace, didn't he? We know that too, but thank God for his faithfulness. Yes, he stepped out of grace. It wasn't about himself. And he f- denied the Lord three times and heard the cock crow realized all the Lord's words come back to him, and he went out and he wept bitterly. Understandably so. We would want to do the same thing. Lord, I don't want to go near to be out of your grace. Wait bitterly. How did you get saved? He went out and he wept bitterly. I can imagine the prayers he prayed. Out there all by himself. Where do we ever go from here? But thank God for His grace. Sure, he would say, Lord, back into your grace. Back into your grace. I didn't appreciate your grace. May we appreciate the grace of God. It's faithful all the way through. God is so faithful. On that resurrection morning, 
for the Lord. We read, we read some of the women went to the tomb, and it was the, and the the stone was rolled away. It was empty, and they saw an angel sitting in there, and they said, "You seek Jesus? He's not here. He's risen, and he's go, going before you to Galilee. Go tell the disciples and Peter." Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His loving understanding, but His care to bring people back into the fold. We have people we pray for. We're bringing back into the fold. His grace is their calling. Look, look at Peter. He is so faithful. What can you say more about grace? We just can't. We just enjoy it. Just thank God for it. Don't try to figure out that realm of grace. How does He do that? God alone. That's way beyond us. Just thank God for His grace. How does a prayer of simple repentance change us like that? God's grace. And He does that with purpose to keep us and to take us from there. The Lord, when He was leaving, before He did, He gave them a great impossible task. Impossible. I mean, if you were there, if we were there, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And the Lord's leaving. How are we going to do that? That's impossible. He said, Lo, I am with you always. And he said, Go tarry Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. And in Acts, summing all of that up, how they're going to go about this, the Great Commission, Acts 4.33 says, They were all, at all things common, and great grace was upon them all. That's how. Did we change, become supermen? No. I'll be with you. Go receive things God has for you and seek God. Stay in, abide in me. Great grace was upon them all. The whole world was evangelized to the day we have today. We rejoice in God's grace. We sing about it. We should. One of the songs that come to, to my mind, I don't know all the words at all, but marvelous grace. I needed grace. Probably the best song we know. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. I guess so. We have every right, especially at Christmas time, but we have every right just to thank God for His loving grace. Thank God for what's included in the armor of God, abiding prayer. And thank God we'll have another opportunity to come before the Lord and be where you are, come to the altar and pray and grace will meet God in prayer. Grace will meet us when we go to prayer. His grace will meet us. His grace will help us right tonight. And His grace will go with us when we leave here tonight. Thank God for grace. Thank God for all He's done. We thank God for another opportunity. Stand and sing and have a chance at a time of prayer.